days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cup back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I want to talk about 49ers former players that could possibly be back for a reunion. I've seen a lot of conversation about players that are available on the open market that maybe the 49ers would look to bring back. And there's some pretty good names, and it kind of got me going down a rabbit hole. I ended up going through the entire list of free agents and just seeing which players are out there that used to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, just like all things, there's going to be players where it doesn't really make make sense for them to come back. 49ers obviously went in a different direction for a reason. But then there's also players that maybe the 49ers got priced out of. They couldn't afford to bring them back. But now that they're at a different stage of their career, could they be interested in coming back to Santa Clara, not just playing for Kyle Shanahan and this 49ers team, but potentially winning a Super Bowl? For guys a little bit older, that might be something they really think about. Because when you can play for a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl, it might be that time to go all in and make that happen. So for some, they could be willing to take a little bit less money to go ahead and have that opportunity. But the 49ers have went through a lot of players throughout the years. I mean, Kyle Shanahan had players from 2017 that were trying to bridge the gap until the 49ers could get their draft picks available and ready to win. So there's going to be a lot of notable names in here. And you're going to think to yourself, wow, yeah, maybe that's a possibility. And there's going to be some that you're going to do just like I did and be like, wow, I didn't know he was still in the league. Or, wow, he's he's available. Uh, so there's some question marks there. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun because we've already went through the guys the 49ers are looking to bring back. Go check out those videos. Those are available. Um, but now we're going to go through potential 49ers reunion players before we turn our attention to the vast amount of players that are available on the open market. With the salary caps going up and that space being available for the 49ers, not a lot of space, but they know how to maneuver and get things done. You potentially have avenues to go ahead and bolster your roster. So we're going to take a look at the possible 49ers reunions because when you have familiarity with the player, it makes it a lot easier. You know who those guys are, and then you can bring them into camp and they already know your way. They know what your locker room is like. Uh, so it's a lot easier. So we'll look at those players now before we turn our attention to all those free agents that are going to be available. So uh, this is going to be a great episode. Just like always in the comment section, leave the players that you think are most likely. If you think none of these players are likely, that's always a possibility as well when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, there's no wrong answers. I just think this is a fun conversation to have. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. 40 yards cut back on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating. And if you're going to bet, bet with Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's a B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. 
And for the 49ers, the question marks come down to a few positions, right? The offensive line is usually a topic of conversation. 49ers defensive line is going to be a huge topic of conversation because they have so many free agents. Ace Young, Cleveland Farrell, Kevin Givens. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Javon Kinlaw, add him to that mix as well. 49ers have to make up some ground there. Could they resign them? Yes. Uh, could there also be an influx of new players, maybe players who have been here in the past? Yes. So we're going to target those positions, but I'm going to go through position by position. I'm going to start with the offensive line. Seems to be a big conversation point. And I was looking for Trent Brown because that's the one that most 49er fans have been talking about on social media. I've seen a couple of articles, people talking about potentially putting Trent Brown at the right tackle opposite of you know, Trent Williams and and the fact that that would be such a big or offensive line, and you're not wrong. But then I stumbled upon a name before I get to Trent Brown that was available that I didn't expect to see there, and that was Lakin Tomlinson. And we know just a few years ago, the 49ers lost Lakin Tomlinson in free agency. He got paid over $13 million to go play for the New York Jets. And once I saw him available, first thing I wanted to see is how old is he? He's 32 years old, so he's definitely longer in the tooth. Now, offensive linemen can play into their 30s. That's not a big thing for them. You don't lose as much athleticism as offensive line. So there's still potential there. Now, the 49ers got Aaron Banks. He's going into the last year of his rookie deal. You have question marks at right guard. Uh, You have question marks with what's going on with uh, Spencer Burford, is he going to be that guy? Is he going to play up to those expectations that they had for him coming out of his rookie season? Are you going to bring back John Feliciano? You need to draft somebody in the draft that could fill that right guard role. Well, you had Aaron Banks before playing right guard opposite of Lakin Tomlinson in his in, in his second year. Lakin Tomlinson was getting the time at left, and they experimented with moving Aaron Banks over to right. Now, Daniel Brunskill started, of course, but you have this situation where banks could he be further along in his development that you could flip him to right guard and bring lakin back at left or could you put lakin at right guard i don't know exactly what lakin thomason would command on the open market i know it's not going to be the type of contract he had on his initial contract 13 million dollars was a lot that priced the 49ers out for sure and kyle shanahan's value on offensive linemen starts at tackle and then moves inward but it goes tackles, then center, then guards. It's the least valued position that he has. I do think they want to make sure they're talented on the inside. And Tomlinson playing for the 49ers was right there at Pro Bowl caliber. So could there be a reunion there? I think it would all come down to numbers and where he sees himself. Does Lakin Tomlinson see himself as a player that has a couple of years left and is looking to chase that ring? If that's the case, he's going to look to land with a contender. How about a contender you know? 49ers definitely need to get better along the offensive line. It's not like they were bad, uh, but you always have room for improvement. And the 49ers know if you can get a little bit better. Maybe Christian McCaffrey gets a little bit more yardage and Brock Purdy has a little more time. And then you can get the ball to your playmaker. So for me, Lakin Tomlinson became an option for the 49ers. I don't know what that money looks like. And if it's anywhere near $10 million, throw it right outside the door. But I think it was an, an, an opportunity here and a, a name that we ac- actually recognize and know how good he was when he played in San Francisco for Chris Furster, for Kyle Shanahan. So a very good guy, character guy, bringing somebody like that into the fold, especially if you can work out a cheap deal, makes a lot of sense for me. So Lakin Tomlinson is somebody that I'd be for. I don't know what that money looks like, and I think that's the one hindrance. 
When you look at Trent Brown, this is one that doesn't really make a lot of sense for the 49ers, in my opinion. And here's why. I don't think Trent Brown's a bad player, but I think there's been question marks about some of his hustle, uh, some of the things he does as far as effort. And remember, this was Kyle Shannon and John Lynch decided to move on from him as soon as they got to San Francisco, feeling he wasn't the best fit at right tackle. And why is that? Well, when you're running a scheme that the 49ers run, you have to have really good athletic ability to be able to get to the second level and make those blocks. I think there's real question marks about Trent Brown's ability to get the proper angles and get to those second level blocks that are key for Kyle Shanahan's zone scheme. Would he be good in, in pass blocking? Absolutely. The guy's got a lot of talent. But I think when you look at what he does in the run game, he can move you at the point of attack. If you're running a gap scheme, you're running other types of offensive schemes, which the 49ers do from time to time. He's superb. But as far as outside zone, uh, the, the inside zone, uh, things like that, he's going to have to block certain angles and cert at certain levels. And I wonder how good he would be at that. I don't think this is a fit. He is 30 years old. And I don't think the 49ers would go back that route. He's been available a couple of times, and the 49ers haven't really wanted him within their system. So I think Trent Brown, even though it's a big name and he's a big body and he's got a lot of potential, I don't think he fits what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch want to do. But they've went bigger over the last couple of years. Matt Pryor was a big offensive tackle that they brought in, right? They brought in Aaron Banks at guard. So they have been moving towards a more physical, big type of lineman. I still don't think that's Trent Brown. I don't think he stayed healthy enough, and I don't think he really makes the blocks at the necessary level of consistency that Chris Furster and this 40 yards offensive line is going to look for. Uh, but it was an interesting name. Now, a name that's going to fly under the radar is Keith Ismail. And Ismail, of course, was with the 49ers during training camp, and then he was poached and signed uh, to the Arizona Cardinals when they made their cut. So uh, this is one of those situations where Ismail could be a player the 49ers look to bring in for camp, look to bring a steady backup. I know Chris Furster was very happy with his play at center. So Ismail might be an under-the-radar offensive lineman signing that the 49ers have, bring him into camp, and let him compete and see if he can't make this 53-man roster as an internal rotational piece for the San Francisco 49ers. Now let's get it out to the, the playmakers on the outside and go talk about wide receivers and the first wide receiver I have to talk about is Kendrick Bourne. Uh, as soon as Kendrick Bourne became available, he was talked about in all the 49ers land because Kendrick Bourne was one of the most exciting 49ers. He would get up. He would do his dances. He was making big third down catches before Jawan Jennings was even on the team. That's just who Bourne was. And he brings a certain type of excitement, a certain type of energy to the offense. And I think the 49er faithful really like Kendrick Bourne. And I like Kendrick Bourne. And the question marks about him coming back, I think, hinge completely on Jawan Jennings. If Jawan Jennings is, gets that second-round tender, which I believe he will, and he ends up signing back with the 49ers, there's not really a move for Kendrick Bourne. You don't have to go that way. Uh, he doesn't fulfill that fourth wide receiver role that you need, and I don't think he wants to be a fourth wide receiver. But he doesn't return kicks, and he doesn't return punts. So having Kendrick Bourne would be a luxury. Now, he is coming off an ACL. He was shut down at the end of October because of an injury and had ACL surgery. So he's going to be coming back for injury. What's his market going to look like? Looks like he didn't have conversations with New England at all. So they're ready to move on. Now, Kyle Shanahan was a huge fan of Kendrick Bourne, and this organization proved that when he was the restricted free agent. 
they gave him a second round tender. They paid him over $4 million, which means they had value for Bourne. But I wonder if somebody else is going to have more value around the league. There's like-minded teams, right, that could use a player of Kendrick Bourne's ability, a veteran that understands the system, blocks as hard as he can, and has the ability to make those third down catches. First and second down, some struggles with catches sometimes. But on third down, he comes in clutch. Two straight third down, third and 16 uh, catches. The, the last year was with the 49ers was fantastic. So they have the ability to bring Bourne back. I don't know if the stars are aligning for that. I think they like him. I think he likes it in San Francisco. Uh, but I think Miami, uh, potentially Houston, and, and others will be interested in bringing Bourne in and his services. We'll see what happens. If Jennings comes back, I think it's less likely Bourne comes back. But if Jennings moves out the door, Kendrick Bourne coming in to be wide receiver three, that would make a lot of sense for the San Francisco 49ers. Could bridge the gap until their young players are available. Prince Sherfield, I don't think this one's a real possibility, but I wanted to talk about it because 49ers are looking to improve their special teams, and Trent Sherfield is one of the better special teams players in the league. He's a really good gunner. He's a really good tackler, and the 49ers do have to have depth when it comes to special teams. I think they would like to bring back Conley. He showed how good he could be on special teams in the Super Bowl. I think that's the more likely role, but I thought it was worth mentioning that this could be a possibility because of his special teams prowess, and he did have a pretty good season with Buffalo last year. They will make some big-time plays, including plays in the playoffs. So, Sherfield, by no means, is somebody the 49ers wouldn't bring back for whatever reason. Now, Marquise Goodwin is an interesting one. We know Kyle Shanahan likes speed. He likes to bring in guys that can, can run, but Marquise Goodwin's a, a no for me. I, I don't think it's a possibility. I think it's interesting because Kyle has been looking for that speed element that can really take his offense to the next level. Uh, you know, now he's got Danny Gray, and that really hasn't worked out yet through two seasons because of injury and his rookie season, him just not being able to grasp the NFL game in time. But I don't think Marquise Goodwin is an option. Now, one guy that is an option is Richie James. He played for Kansas City this year. And the reason I think that's a possibility, you're talking about a player that's still 28 years old. Uh, he's still on the younger side. But he handles punt and kick return. And we know that Richie James left, but he's an original 49ers draft pick. And I think that if you are looking for an option that can run your offense, has the ability to still get open as a veteran wide receiver, but can handle your kick and punt return options, and you know that he's going to do a pretty good job taking care of the football, I think Richie James is an option for the 49ers, especially if they need a kick or punt returner and they don't have one. It's been a question mark since since before Ray Ray McLeod got here, and now that more than likely Ray Ray McLeod's going to be out the door, it's going to be a question again: who handles this role? I don't think Ronnie Bell showed enough to be the one handling this role. Uh, I don't think Danny Gray has had the opportunity. He got hurt on his first kick return of the preseason, so I just don't think they have an answer right now. Mickey, making a guy like Richie James a possible return because he's very cheap. Uh, you could bring him in and insert him into that role. He plays wide receiver four or five and handles the kickoff and punt return uh, situations. I think this one would make sense. I think Kansas City is going to try to bring him back, but he's an option for the 49ers. Brent Taylor, uh, same reason, handles punts, stuff like that, 29 years old. But I think the 49ers have moved past his style of receiver within this offense. So I don't think he's an actual option, but he is available on the open market. Same with River Craycraft. I don't think Craycraft comes back. Uh, when it comes to him and, and Trent Sherfield, you're talking about guys who would help you on special teams, but 
Craycraft is now bouncing around the league. Uh, the fact that the 49ers brought him in, gave him an opportunity, and then he went to Miami with Mike McDaniel and did some things there. Um, you know, potentially he'll have a spot in the league. I don't think it'll be with the 49ers. And if it, nothing more than a camp body if he did come back. Now, quarterback is another interesting one. You have Sam Darnold. He's probably going to be on his way out. Um, you have the ability to bring back some guys. You're probably going to draft a quarterback. But you need a veteran, potentially. You have Brandon Allen. You're, you could bring Brandon Allen back. But what about a guy like Nate Sudfeld? I think Nate Sudfeld, the 49ers really liked him. The only reason they moved on from him is how good Brock Purdy was uh, when Brock was drafted in 2022. With Brock coming on the scene, it was like, oh, you know what? We got to go ahead and move on from Nate Sudfeld. Couldn't you know, do anything at the top. They had Trey Lance. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so they had to move on. Sudfeld has been in Detroit backing up you know, the quarterback there, and, and he's done a pretty good job, and, but he hasn't really been asked to play much. But Sudfeld's 30 years old. He had a really good relationship with Trey Lance. I think he would have a really good relationship with Brock Purdy. He understands the 49ers offense and principles. He has a good idea of what Kyle Shanahan likes, and I think that that team really likes him. So I think Nate Sudfeld could be a possibility to fill a backup role for the San Francisco 49ers, especially if Brandon Allen decided to go elsewhere. There's the opportunity for him to go back to Cincinnati. They're not able to get something done there. So uh, the 49ers might hedge their bets on bringing Nate Sudfeld back. I think this one could be a reality for the 49ers. We know they want to make sure they're really talented at the quarterback position, uh, but Sudfeld's a guy that's showed experience and is able to run this 49ers offense. Maybe not to the level that you want, but got to make sure you keep yourself safe. Last year, they had a third experienced quarterback. Nate Sudfeld could be that guy this season. Blaine Gabbert played for the 49ers, uh, played for Kansas City this year as the backup. I don't think Gabbert is an option, but once again, a vet who has experience uh, that you got to mention. I don't think he's the case. Just the same, I don't think Josh Johnson is, uh, but a lot of people have been talking about Josh Johnson coming back. I don't think so. 37 years old. Uh, wouldn't be shocked to see Josh Johnson end up with the Los Angeles Chargers, though, playing for Jim Harbaugh, started his career playing at San Diego, um, not the Chargers, but in college for Jim Harbaugh. So uh, that would be interesting there. So I don't see it with the other two, but Nate Sudfeld, to me, makes a lot of sense. Running back, how about Salvon Ahmed? And people may forget that he was even with the 49ers. Uh, but he came in, and he was an undrafted free agent out of Washington. 49ers really liked him, but they weren't going to be able to hold on to him. They ended up uh, keeping Jamichael Hasty on the practice squad. Salvin Ahmed got picked up and went to the Miami Dolphins. So the last couple of years, he's been playing in Mike McDaniel's system. So he got an idea of what it was in San Francisco. Then he went and he played uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Now, they've got a stacked running back room. But you're talking about a player to bring into competing camp and then potentially end up on your practice squad, or if you have an injury, be able to be your third running back. Almod's only 25 years old. He's got a lot of ability. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's got pretty good vision. He runs hard. Uh, so to me, for a fourth bottom-end running back, Salvan Ahmed makes a lot of sense for the 49ers. He's a scheme fit. Be interested in bringing him back. The other one is Matt Breida. And I think this one gets talked about pretty much every single year since the 49ers traded Breida the Miami Dolphins, uh, they trade him away. They're able to use that draft pick uh, to get Colton McKivitz. Uh, so the 49ers have done a pretty good job of making sure they, they make moves that they have to make. Matt Breida built on speed. 
You ever needed a guy that could stretch everything horizontally? Matt Breed is that guy. I think the big thing for Kyle Shanahan was always the fumbling. He can't stand fumbling. Now, when you're looking to bolster your running back room, you have three very solid running backs right now. Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. Uh, but you have a situation where TDP was on your practice squad. He signed with Philadelphia. You need to go ahead and bolster the back end. Bringing in veterans is what the 49ers do a lot. Now they'll bring in a rookie, somebody undrafted to come in and compete, but maybe they want to have a guy there. And Brita adds an extra aspect to your offense with the speed element. Uh, that speed is something you cannot hide and it can't be taught. He runs a 4-3 and he's still really fast. So I think that one is probably less likely than Savon Ahmed, uh, but I wouldn't be mad about it because I think he does have a lot of ability. Let's look at the tight end position. You got Nicole Pruitt. I don't think this one's the case. I think if he wouldn't have gotten injured, I think he would have been a force for the 49ers the one season he was here. Tyler Croft is always going to be remembered uh, for that missed block on Hassan Reddick in the NFC, NFC Championship game in 2022 where Brock Purdy gets hurt. They let him walk in the offseason, and he went to the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it's likely he comes back. They're going with a youth movement, and I think if they were going to bring somebody back, they would have to beat out Charlie Warner and I don't think that's the case. I think they feel more comfortable with Warner and Twelly uh, than they do Tyler Croft. And that's why Blake Bell doesn't make a lot of sense either at 33 years old. He's been playing in Kansas City. Uh, was with the 49ers for a little bit. I just don't think that he's an option either coming from the tight end position. But they're former 49ers, so I wanted to at least bring them up real quick. And if you're going to have a party, you're going to have an occasion, a wedding, uh, an anniversary, and you wanted to make it special, Use beyond the occasion. They offer various events, uh, event services, such as event cleanup, decor. They provide a wedding officiant, an MC. They have a day of coordinator. Uh, they'll cater to your bridal shower, your baby shower, your wedding, your birthday party, and more. If you're just having a good party and you want to have a good time, let beyond the occasion help you out with that. You don't want to clean up afterwards. You just want to go to bed. You want to hang out with your friends. Uh, that's okay as well. You're at a wedding and you don't want to do the cleanup, you don't want your friends and family to have to worry about it, contact Beyond the Occasion and let them be the point person for all your party needs. That's btoeventmanagement at gmail.com. That's available in the in the description section down below. Email them, tell you Ant sent you their way. Um, let them take care of your special day. It'll be a good one. So let's talk about the cornerback position because I think this is this is a position of need for the 49ers. And I think a lot of people know what that means. The 49ers were looking for avenues to help Diameter Lenore and Traverius Ward. Those two guys are fantastic. Those guys are mainstays in this 49ers defense. But that third cornerback position was a little bit of an issue all year. They tried Isaiah Oliver. Didn't work out. He's gone. They tried to get you know, their young guy, Ambry Thomas, in there. Ambry Thomas had moments. You're like, oh, here we go, Ambry. We got you. And then he started struggling. By the end of the year, it's Logan Ryan playing nickel, and Ambry Thomas isn't on the field. So the 49ers have a real decision to make as far as cornerback three. Draft is probably going to be an area they, they go after it, and maybe even with some free agent signings as well, because there are some guys available. And there's some former 49ers that are available. And the first one is Emmanuel Mosley. Part of the reason the 49ers were unable to bring Emmanuel Mosley back and he went to Detroit was they weren't willing to pay him what he was going to get. He got $6.5 million from Detroit. Too rich for the 49ers' blood. Anywhere near $4 million would have got it done. 
but now he's coming off two ACLs. And that's frustrating for Emmanuel Mosley. I hate that for him. He was on the brink his last year in San Francisco without injury of getting a huge payday and really setting up his life forever. And I want that for Mosley. I think Eman is a really good football player. But now with the second ACL injury, yes, it's nerve-wracking for the 49ers who have been a team that has suffered way too many injuries in the secondary. But he will come at a very cheap price. And the 49ers know that when E-Man is right, he's really good. And the ability to be able to play E-Man at corner on the outside and then move Diameter Lenore inside could be huge for the 49ers. So I think E-Man is a real option to bring back. Do they count on him to start right away? You probably can't count on that. But to ease him in and have him available halfway through the year and for that playoff at Super Bowl push, absolutely. To me, E-Man at a cheap rate because of the injuries makes a lot of sense for the 49ers. I think they should sign him to a one-year prove-it deal and get this thing done, bring E-Man home, and get Diamond Lenore in the right position. The cool thing about E-Man is not only can he play on the outside, which does really well he's a good press corner he has that ability but also he could play in the slot if you want him as well he can play nickel so it gives you some versatility with those cornerbacks i think e-man would be somebody if i'm the 49ers that i want to target the other one is kawan williams and kawan williams missed the entire almost the entire year last year with a foot injury the broncos shut him down after like six weeks of the season he wasn't really getting on the field and he had to have foot surgery i don't know where kawan is this is a recovery I don't know if he's a he's going to be back on the field this year. I haven't heard really. I tried to look it up, couldn't find very much on it. Uh, but he's 32 years old, so this is a guy that's older. 49ers probably lack a little bit of that physicality with K1 Williams playing the nickel role. Uh, but he's an experienced veteran. He's really quick at pulling the trigger. He understands concepts, what he's looking at, and he does a pretty good job playing tight coverage. I would not be surprised if the 49ers don't kick the tires now. I wholeheartedly believe the Fourniers are looking to go big and bold in the secondary and get someone opposite Charveris Ward that makes this group, this this three guys, just really, really good. But you have to have depth pieces available. How good do they think that some of those guys are? So how good do they think Ambry Thomas can be? How good do they think Sam Womack can be? He was inactive for most of the playoffs. Then you look at, you know, at the other players available. Terrell Luter Jr., yeah, they're high on him, but where's he at in his development? Uh, so I think the 49ers have to answer those questions. And sometimes bringing in veterans, especially when you're trying to make a playoff run to compete with these young guys, but they're going to be making decisions on Ambry. I think Ambry's on the on the fence this year. Is he going to be on the roster? Is he not? Is Sam Womack going to be on the roster? Is he not? Those are going to be decisions. Maybe you want to fill it with veterans that you have more confidence in as you continue to draft and bring young players in as well. I think that Emmanuel Mosley makes the most sense. I think K1 Williams is an option. I wouldn't turn it down, bring him in on a really cheap vet deal. That makes sense. Uh, but I, I think he's less likely than Emmanuel Mosley. When you look at a kill with Witherspoon, I don't think this one, I think this one sailed. Uh, Spoon, every time you see him, especially this year playing for the Rams, you see those inconsistencies, lack of physicality uh, that have plagued him since he came into the league and was playing for the 49ers. Mosley beat him out for that position, and I would prefer Mosley over Akilah Witherspoon in this site as well. At linebacker, the are going to have to make some decisions. Ray Greenlaw, when's he going to be back? We see Achilles specialist saying it could be start of the season, six-month injury. He could be back. Or others say, hey, he's not going to be back till November. Some say he's going to be out the entire year. 
49ers are going to be aggressive filling that linebacker position. Problem is, Oren Burks is a free agent. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is free agents. With them being free agents, you have a little bit harder situation to navigate. You have to get someone that can start next to Fred Warner. Now, I don't think they want it to be one of those young guys. I don't think Jalen Graham and T. Winters are ready for that. I think they're a year away. I think one of them potentially could help at Sam linebacker, but playing day, play in and play out at will, I don't think so. I think they would get attacked in the run game. I think Jalen Graham would get exposed in the passing game. But I think this is one of those situations where the 49ers need to find somebody that can step in. I think Burks showed some promise, but needs some improvement. He's the only other one I think they could go with. They believe that they're going to have Greenlaw back in November. They could bridge the gap. Do they want to run that risk? Didn't want to run that risk at quarterback. That's why they tried Tom Brady and then brought in Sam Darnold. I don't think they're going to want to try that with linebacker either. So one of the names that keeps getting brought up, and it makes a lot of sense, is Aziz Alshire. And Alshire would fit into that bill 100%. You could stack him up next to Fred Warner, and you know he's going to play well. Is he going to play as good as Greenlaw? No, and I know that might frustrate some people, but you just look at the numbers. Greenlaw's better in coverage. Greenlaw's better against the run. It's just that simple. But Al Shire's a very good option as the next guy. Question marks are about salary. He made $5 million last year. Uh, $5 million is, is is a nice bit of change for a third linebacker. You're still going to be playing Dre. So can you afford to do that? Plus, played so well in Tennessee, he might have actually elevated the amount of money and his worth around the league. Will the 49ers be willing to pay seven, seven and a half million for Aziz Alshire to play the Will linebacker spot? And what happens if Dre is ready week one? Then you're paying seven and a half million dollars to Aziz Alshire to play 20 to 25% of the snaps. That's not fiscally responsible. You know, what happens if Dre comes back in November? You know, then he's 20 to 25%. Maybe that's a little bit more feasible where you look at it and you say, you know what? But. Uh, those three guys together are going to be crazy good. And that way, too, we can give Dre a little bit more rest here there. We have a backup Mike Backer in case something happens to Fred. I think those things are are positive. But that number for Aziz is going to be interesting. If 49ers could play some sort of money uh, one way or the other, pay him really light this year, move the money to next year, that works. I think it's going to be interesting for the 49ers. I think they would like to do it. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's tough. The other one that's come up, Former 49er Quan Alexander, uh, but he suffered a torn Achilles for Pittsburgh last year. He's 29 years old, nearing 30, and this is his second Achilles injury. I worry about Quan Alexander's health. Now, I'm I'm a huge Hot Boy fan. I love Quan Alexander. Whenever he's playing, I'm cheering for him. Uh, I just don't know if this is a real option, but it is a cheaper option probably than Aziz Alshire. And a guy, because he was a backup for a little bit last year in Pittsburgh, understands that he could come in and he could go to 20, 25% of the snaps. One of the question marks about him is going to have to be the tackling. It's going to have to be better. He was better last year for Pittsburgh than he was playing for the 49ers down the stretch his last season, 2019, with San Francisco. But he was dealing with a torn pack in that situation. So uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on. I don't know when he's going to be healthy, especially coming off the same injury that Drake Greenlaw has. Uh, so I think there's some question marks about him. Now let's go to defensive line. We talked about earlier, defensive line is going to be a real issue for the 49ers. They have to fill a bunch of spots. They have three high-priced high defensive ends, and they have to, are they bringing back Kinlaw and Givens and Chase Young and Cleveland Farrell, uh, Randy Gregory, or are they letting them walk and filling with new roles? Oh, here's some of the 49ers, former 49ers that are available. 
Uh, Mike Purcell is available. He was here during the hardball days. Not one of my favorite players. Uh, he's a big two-gap type guy, especially built for the 3-4. So we don't know what the 49ers are going to run. I'm guessing they're going to run a base 4-3, run the wide nine. Uh, so I don't think Purcell makes a lot of sense. Hassan Ridgeway does make a lot of sense. He's a big run stopper. You're losing Javon Kinlaw. You might want to go with Ridgeway. Ridgeway did a very good job for the 49ers before he suffered his injury in 2022. The problem is he's been dealing with injuries when he was in Houston. Uh, he missed the end of the season and really was in and out of the lineup, and he has a torn Achilles. So when will he even be available to come back for you know potentially whoever he signs for? My guess is no one signs him for a while. They wait for him to get healthy, and then he's a late, you know, late signing, late training camp, early part of the season. So Ridgeway was going to be a player the 49ers wanted to bring in. It will be later on that they make a decision on Hassan Ridgeway. Solomon Thomas. Uh, we've seen Solomon Thomas at the playoff game. He was wearing a Christian McCaffrey jersey. We know he's from the Stanford area, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, went to Stanford with John Lynch. I think Solomon Thomas as a rotational piece makes sense for the 49ers. The guy that's got position versatility to play the three-tech, play outside. And they could use him in a variety of different ways. It's not that he's a bad player. He just wasn't as good as the number three overall pick should have been. But now in this type of role, we talked about this with Kinlaw last year. Now that you take some of the pressure off, he's only expected to play 25, 30% of snaps. This is a guy with a high motor, a high character guy, a lot of intensity, pretty good technique, uh, pretty good against the run. I think he makes sense for the 49ers. So uh, Solomon Thomas would be an interesting player for the 49ers to bring in, could fill the Kevin Givens role if Givens moved on, or even fill Kinlaw's role if Kinlaw moved on. So Solomon Thomas, yes, for me. Contavia Street, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I know Street went to Atlanta. Uh, he's had He was in Philadelphia for a little bit, so he's been kind of moving around. I think he has some ability, but I don't think he ever lived up to what the 49ers thought he could be. He was going to be a really stout run stopper, very physical at the point of attack, and I don't think he's been that around the league, and he hasn't showed enough pass rush ability. Uh, but if you get to the end and you need some extra depth to bring in, that's when Street would make sense. Maurice Hurst, and this one is one that I think frustrates Maurice Hurst and the 49ers. He was never able to capture what he thought he could be within this 49ers defense. He came over with Arden Key from the Raiders after they were unceremoniously cut uh, late in the process, and both of them came on one-year deals. Arden Key stayed healthy. They will turn that into a couple of big contracts. Maurice Hurst got hurt both times. Uh, first, it was an ankle. Then it was a pectoral muscle. The 49ers let him move on last year. I don't know if Hurst is going to be somebody the 49ers look to now worrying about the injury history. He hasn't been hurt for a little while. That could play into it. But just like I said with Street, minus you just filling depth pieces, I don't think they can be guys you count on now at this point in their career. Even though Street's only 27 and Hurst is 28, both those guys on the other side of 30 means they still have an opportunity to help in this league. So the 49ers look at it and they've got a really tight budget and they got to bring in guys really cheap. These could be two guys they look at because Chris Kacarek has already worked with them. They understand the 49ers scheme and they feel comfortable with their skill set within this 49ers defense. So there were, of course, a couple of guys here and there that I didn't mention. I just wanted to go over uh, these names, talk about guys who could be available for a 49ers reunion. I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, really appreciate it. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. 
and of course, beyond the occasion. Uh, let your party and occasion be handled by beyond the occasion, and no worries for you. Uh, so I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Let me know in the comment section down below who you think the four yards should have a reunion with, or should it be none of them? I think that's an okay response as well. And we'll be getting into the free agents now that the 49ers could be targeting. I think there could be some as they look to uh, bolster this roster and get back to the Super Bowl. Thank you guys so much for coming through. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.